Hey listeners, welcome to episode 16 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. I'm Joanna. And I am Sam. And we are going to talk about the 2000 movie, Alley Cat's Strike. So Sam, this was a movie that you had seen before. Multiple times. It's basically your favorite movie of all time. Debatable. It's right up there with Drive. Well, of course. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's above Drive. <laughs> How dare I slander Drive like that? But yeah, this is a movie I definitely remember from my childhood and was fond of from my childhood. I won't get into what I thought about it yet until we get to the end of it, but definitely one that stood out to me. And I was excited to rewatch it after, you know, probably close to 20 years since I last saw it in 2000. Well, before we... uh really get into our thoughts and feelings about this movie i think we should toast so today the day we are recording is december 31st so it's the last day of the year 2020 hell of a year oh you got that right probably the best year of my lifetime i'm so sorry to hear that I can't think of anything bad that really happened this year. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's cheers to moving on to the year 2021. Let's do it. And cheers across the room. Look, I am. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> All right, so for Alley Cat Strike, Basically, pretty simple movie and much less. Would you say this movie was less serious than The Color of Friendship? Just a little bit, a little bit less. It was close, though. It's probably the second most serious movie we watched. <laughs> no, watching this movie, I think that it had just the tone and the feel. It was a, very similar to Brink. The, yeah, I was going to mention that. This is Bowling Brink. Except uh, he's not offered $200 a week. Right. He doesn't. He's very against taking the money. Well, I, actually, no. It does have a lot more similarities to Brink the more I think about it in terms of money, too. Well, they're saving the bowling alley. Right. We'll get it. Yeah. 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 Okay. But he's not, you know, joining a professional bowling team where a sleazy guy is like, we make millions of dollars. Here's 200 bucks, kid. But he is selling out some of his morals, sort of. Yes, he's help. definitely going towards the cool kids. Yeah, oh, we'll get we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're getting on. way ahead of ourselves. So generally, the premise of this movie is that a kid named Atlix and three of his friends are really into bowling, and in the school that they're in, there's a competition between this school and a neighboring school, and it's a big competition where athletic. I think it's just all athletic. It seems like it could be other yes. things, but yeah, it's a uh, the schools East Appleton and West Appleton. Right, they Our compete. rivals, yeah. Yeah, in this competition, and it all comes down to bowling team. Which bowling team is the best? And what do you know? Alex and his buds, who aren't really competitors or really want to be involved in this, are now thrown into the mix. And it really follows their uh, their journey into the, uh, the competition. Uh, yeah, Alex and his friends, they really had no interest in 
in what is it, the apple cup, the apple trophy, the mighty apple, the mighty apple. Yeah, nice. How mighty could you apple. forget? How could I? I'm ashamed. After seeing that trophy, <laughs> how could you forget? It's called the mighty apple. Of course. So they, not only are they uninterested in competing for the mighty apple, they really had no reason to think they ever would. Um, the competition seems to mostly between be for sports uh, like basketball and football and soccer and you know more traditional high school sports and not bowling how dare you again call bowling a non-traditional sport i said for all our bowling fans out there i'm very <laughs> sorry on behalf of the podcast um i said non-traditional high school sport okay we did mm-hmm. you have high school bowling we did no we didn't interesting we did have skiing and you didn't Right, because we're not upstate, that's why. Uh, we are geographically downstate, <laughs> but we still have snow that doesn't immediately turn into gray sludge. I speak on behalf of the whole audience that anything north of Westchester, <laughs> anything north of the Bronx <laughs> is upstate. Washington Heights is upstate. My grandma lives upstate. <laughs> Uh, I think we should start off, let's just get into Alex's group of friends. Yeah, so they are a quartet. Yes. And they're all kind of like vintage They all love the 50s. I think, I don't know if they, yeah, I guess they all do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Delia is the least into the 50s. So let's get into them one by one. So okay. Delia, 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 whatever her I name is. I thought it was Delia. Chris Delia, yeah. Yes. So... <laughs> She is very smart and she's good at bowling. That's pretty much all we have. About I thought her. she wasn't good at bowling. I think she's good, but she got nervous, and that's why she doesn't want to bowl. Oh, see, I thought she just liked hanging out with them, but she doesn't really like. She bowls, but she's not good at it. Oh, that's possible. I think that maybe I was wrong about that. Yeah, that's possible. We have to rewatch the movie. <laughs> so it's Dalia. Then there's Ken, who we don't really learn too much about. And he just loves all music that's at least 50 years old. And right. that's about it. Yeah, so he likes, you know. Not playing. much character development for him. No. Sorry, Ken. I'd say you had a good run, but you didn't. <laughs> then there's Elisa, I think they call her, right? Yes. Is it Lisa or Alyssa? One or the other. Who cares? Yeah, something. And she is she's good at bowling. And she's very stylish and wears poodle skirts a lot. And dresses like she's in like Pleasantville or on those movies. Yeah, so she's stylish if she were living in the 1950s. And who plays this character? Um, Kaylee Cuoco. Wild. So while we were watching the movie, <laughs> I'm staring at the screen thinking, this person looks so familiar. Like, I think it's Kaylee Cuoco. And I turn to Sam and I go, who is that? And you didn't say it was Kelly Cuoco. No. You just said, oh, no, she looks familiar. No, I was familiar. thinking it, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Kelly Cuoco. But to- you were kidding. Totally joking around. I didn't think it was her. I was like, oh, it's some blonde <laughs> girl with like blue eyes. It's Kelly Cuoco. <laughs> and also, we've been watching The Flight Attendant recently, so that made me think of it, too. But no, and you're it's like- really... Ki- I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Because I had... Started thinking that it's Kaylee Cuoco, and then you said it it's Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, I did. Oh, you looked it up too. Okay, because yeah. I didn't look it up, and I was just like, "Oh, I was just messing around." And then <laughs> I looked it up today, and it was Kaylee Cuoco, which is very funny to me now. 
definitely the most famous person to come out of this movie. Yes, I would say so, mm. for sure. Although, so jumping ahead, Todd, who is the star jock in West Appleton, where they all go to school, the entire time we were thinking, he looks so familiar. He has to be in something big. But we looked him up and there's no really big movies that we recognized him from. Well, there was one. I think he was in Coach Carter, we found. But oh, besides right, that, right. He was yeah. in Coach Carter. I think he just looks like Cuba Gooding Jr. is what it comes down to. <laughs> he, yeah. Or maybe he just has one of those faces. Yeah. Like we probably both went to high school with someone who has a similar face yeah, to the guy who plays Todd. <laughs> it's, it's definitely yeah. possible. <laughs> and then the last and the main character, I think we mentioned him briefly, Alex. Again, loves jazz music, very old-fashioned, and his dad owns the bowling alley in town, which is failing. So that's kind of the premise, which we kind of know five minutes into the movie. We meet all the friends and know that's kind of what's going on with the bowling alley. We follow the mean group to school, and we very quickly find out about, I forgot what the trophy is again. The, the Mighty Apple. The Mighty Apple. Um, so we learned that that's at stake. We learned that it's a sports competition. Uh, we're introduced to Todd, who, again, is the the jock of the school. He's like the most popular kid in school, it seems like, too. Yeah. All of the students, all the teachers, they love him. He's not only the best athlete, but it seems like he's a star student. His dad is the mayor. Yes, his dad is the mayor. And we know that there's a basketball game coming up between East and West Appleton. And if west they live in west appleton right yes if west appleton wins it goes to a tiebreaker the tournament so two things one for some reason when they were they were kind of having a pep rally um because the big game is tonight for the mighty apple i thought they were playing football and then when they cut to the scene where they're playing basketball i was very surprised oh that's funny for some reason i knew they were gonna play basketball probably because you've seen the movie before <laughs> could be that also could be they could have mentioned it just like offhandedly something about basketball in the background but i don't remember specifically i mean they probably did and then i may have misheard them okay that's possible there's also a pep rally and i guess no i guess there are pep rallies for basketball i don't think they were at my school it was only football uh we had pep rallies for basketball we did not have football See, oh, you didn't have a team at all? No. Okay. See, what I hated was that there were like pep rallies for football, and our football team was absolute garbage. And I played on soccer, which played at the same time as football, and we were like really good. We were one win away from going to like the state competition. We lost in the finals for the, I'm from Long Island. We lost in the finals of the Suffolk County tournament, and like we had nothing at all. But the football team that won like fucking four games all season <laughs> had a pep rally. That's so annoying. Ugh. I think it's just a football thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. American high school. Suckers. Um, anyway, the other thing that I was thinking. So we know that after if West Appleton wins the basketball game, they get the mighty apple and it's a tie. But if east appleton wins they get the mighty apple forever and i don't think it was addressed until pretty far into the movie that the reason for that is the schools are merging yeah they didn't mention that until at least halfway through i think yeah so the entire time i'm wondering but 
why? Why is this the last Mighty Apple competition? I don't get it. Because Y2K was going to happen and they knew that the world was going to end. But this isn't a movie about stockpiling canned goods. This is a movie about bowling. Oh, you missed that side plot? Did I come... What you, miss an entire part of the movie? Remember when they're talking about the back of the bowling alley, about how like certain things are breaking down? <gasps> it's because there are too many cans of green beans oh, back there. Oh, okay. This is making a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe you missed it. Was, it wasn't that subtle. I mean, come on. I feel silly now. I feel silly. So Todd, as we mentioned before, he is the star of the basketball team, and- they did a, not a good job of showing the scoreboard at all during the basketball game to know what the score was, who was winning, who was down, whatever the situation may have been. Turns out Todd wins them the basketball game and it goes to a tiebreaker. And West Appleton, the mayor and the principal have no idea what the tiebreaker situation is. Oh, can we just before we go into the tiebreaker situation? um. During the basketball game, at one point, East Appleton is up by one point. And there's like, I don't know, 10 seconds left of the game. And the East Appleton mayor goes over to the West <laughs> Appleton mayor and is like, we're going to win. And they don't and, have the ball. The yeah, they don't have the ball. ball there's 10 it. seconds left. You're only up by one point. Oh, my God. Such so, ballsy. Uh, if, if my team in basketball is up by like five with 10 seconds left, I'm still nervous. I'm like, oh, they might lose this game. But this guy was up one without the ball i was like oh it's in the fucking bag see i'm not a big basketball person but i still know that was five ten seconds left and you're only up by one it's so much you don't have it in the bag if you have the ball up one with 10 seconds left that's still certainly not in the bag because someone could easily just they would purposely foul you you take two free throws if you make both, it's still a one-possession game because they can hit a three-pointer. It means absolutely nothing being up by one. This is, like It's it's insane that he was so confident about it. All right. Anyway, back to what you were saying. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it goes to a tiebreaker. West Appleton has no idea what's happening. East Appleton's like, oh, we'll check the charter and we'll figure it out. And they decide that the tiebreaker is going to be a bowling competition between the bowling clubs of both schools. So jumping ahead um, to when we see the East Appleton bowling team, I was thinking about the movie Dodgeball and Ben Stiller walking out with his team, like the Cobras, and doing their thing, <laughs> <laughs> like the chant with the... Was it the outfits? I don't know, but something about it. I just... Couldn't stop thinking about dodgeball while watching the East Appleton bowling Damn, team. Damn, I wish I was thinking that too. I love thinking about dodgeball. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> and all right, so basically what happens is that only people that signed up for the bowling club in the beginning of the year are able to play in the competition. So it's Alex and his four friends or three friends who are the big bowlers in the town. And then we also find out that Todd, the star basketball player, for some reason, I don't think that he signed up. Like his dad signed him up. It's not really clear. But he signed up for the club. I got the feeling that he signed up because he's the star student clear overachiever. So he just signs up for everything. That's possible. He, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that was know. my assumption. He didn't know that he had signed up I mean, he it. probably signed up. I mean, after like, the fact, the when first, they told him. 
I mean, he probably signed up just like, I'm going to sign up for everything and then forgot about it. Sure. But I'm saying at the time yeah. when they told him, hey, you're in the bowling club. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because he didn't remember that he did right, it. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So the mayor and the principal are very happy to see that Todd is, li- is signed up for the bowling club because they have zero faith in any of the bowlers, but they have tons of faith in Todd to help them win the Mighty Apple. Which is ridiculous because Todd doesn't know how to bowl and they don't even have faith in the student whose dad owns the bowling alley. Yes. And they've never seen these kids bowl before. They just assume that they're not good. Because Todd is Todd. That's why. Still, this is really bad student support. This is bad teaching. This is bad parenting. This is bad everything. And it really sets the tone for pretty much every adult in this movie. Agreed. Except for the announcer. But the announcer short- was great. Oh, he's sweet Lou. Yeah. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. But it leads to one of my favorite things in this movie, which is a very minor point. So the four friends, Alex and his three friends, they go to a diner all the time because they love being weirdos who love like the 60s and 50s or whatever. And all the popular kids go to an Italian restaurant (laughs) called Tony's Lasagna Heaven. (laughs) Which I want to go to. This is a... Best name of any Italian restaurant I've ever seen in my entire life. Can we open an Italian restaurant and name it Tony's Lasagna Heaven? Please. Please. I would love that. <laughs> or even Sam's Lasagna Heaven or no, Joanna's. Tony's. Okay, Tony's. Tony's. It okay. has to be Tony's. It's more Italian that way. And we'll put a bowling alley in the back. Oh, man. It was so funny when I first saw that. I don't think you saw it at first. I was like, did you see the name of that restaurant? <laughs> and they show it like 12 more times anyway, so it didn't matter. I mean, of course, it's the best part of the movie. (laughs) So the next, I don't know, 20 minutes to 40 minutes of the movie is basically just the team helping Todd or trying to help Todd get better at bowling and him being like strong headed at first about it. I mean, like, no, no, I got this on my own. And really, the point of this was was, was twofold. One is that he sees it as more of like a mental thing than like the technique and physical aspect of bowling. And then all the teammates, they see it as more of like a technical thing and no, you know, physical or mental, I'm sorry, mental element to it of like wanting to win, wanting to beat people, things like that. They just sort of like, oh, this is fun for us. And he's like, no, this is a competition. I'm here to win. But I don't care about the technical aspect of it. And I thought from an athletic point of view, this was really interesting part of the movie because if you're going to be a successful athlete you do need both of those uh, components so you need to be technically accurate and good at what you're doing regardless of the sport but you also need the mindset yes and i feel like that's a difference in kind of high school sports because there's some people that could just be good at every sport and just because they're like more physically gifted, I would say, in the first place and had the mentality to be good at sports. Like, for example, if like you're like six foot eight and like not really technically gifted in basketball, you're still going to be really fucking good at basketball because you're yeah, so you much just taller. You pick than... up your hand and right. put it in the basket. And also have the mentality to like, oh, I'm getting this ball. No one could challenge you for it. There's no way. But then once you get to college. Once you get to college, once you get to professionals, you have no shot. Because right. if you don't have the technical ability... People will just, you know, school you all day. 
So I, I really thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And definitely high school, I think you could get away with just being, you know, physically gifted. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. But then once, especially if you happen to be recruited for D1 sports and you're competing with and against the best people in the country, that's uh, going to be a wake up call. Right. We know a lot about yeah, competing D1 in sports, D1 sports. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> We're the experts. <laughs> D3. <laughs> A club. <laughs> <laughs> State school and no one knew there was a sports program. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to point out, <laughs> not about sports, is that so Alex, Ken, Alyssa, Lisa, whatever, and Dalia, they, lo- they all love jazz, 50s, whatever music. And Todd... <laughs> Loves the Backstreet Boys. Oh, this was amazing. <laughs> Savage Garden <laughs> and Aerosmith. The best music possible. Which was fantastic. So I knew that this was my era because when I was around the same age that the characters in the movie are, I too loved Backstreet Boys more than Sync, by the way. Savage Garden and Aerosmith. And then we get into the kind of the conflict of this movie where, which is, this is Brink. This is where it become, this movie becomes Brink. Is that, so one of the popular girls in school, Lauren, she seems like a popular girl. We she don't know does. much about her, her background at all. She needs to lay off a little bit though. Or you, you say what you were going to say and then I'll say why she needs to lay off a little bit. All right. So we'll go into what you said. Do you think she wanted to fuck the trophy? Because she's obsessed with the trophy. Oh, see, I thought she was obsessed with Todd. See, I thought that at first, but then it seems like she's way more excited about the Mighty Apple than Todd. See, I thought she was excited about the Mighty Apple because Todd was excited about the Mighty Apple. Oh, I see, that's where we found it differently. Maybe this is the, the female versus male mm-hmm. take on this. Yes. It seemed to the, me... The right versus wrong take on this. <laughs> and I'm right. No. But it seemed like here... Was that Lauren really wanted the school to win the Mighty Apple. And because of that, she was like doing whatever she could to get Todd like super amped into it. And same with Alex at some point, which we'll discuss. So I thought she was into Todd rather than the Mighty Apple. Um, One, because being into Todd would be a lot less weird than her being into a trophy. <laughs> I think she wanted to kiss the trophy. Uh, um, she wanted to go to Smooch Town with the trophy. <laughs> and also, she really wanted Todd to go to her party. In Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in every scene that she was in leading up to her party, she asked Todd if he was going to be at the party. Yes, that's definitely true. I'll give you that. It, maybe it's both, to be honest. she. I mean, true or false, she really cared. About the Mighty Apple. She did care about the Mighty Apple. Um, I think that's, you know, a school spirit kind of thing. But I think she was more into Todd. Okay. They're in middle school, right? Yes, they okay. are in middle school. Okay. So at this point, so Lauren invites Todd, obviously, to the party. But Todd kind of hints. And then she invites Alex to the party. So this is where the kind of issue comes about where alex is going to these things that are more popular and more mainstream while his friends aren't invited and it creates kind of a conflict between them yes and 
I mean, Lauren definitely was uh, only inviting Alex because Alex was hanging out with Todd. Yeah, I don't think she really wanted him there. Totally it was more agree. like yeah. a, oh, you're here when I'm talking about the party and I'm going to reluctantly be polite and ask you to come. Right. Like, as we could tell at the party, when she asked Todd to dance, and, and Todd's, Todd's like, like, no, you should dance with Alex. And Alex is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and awkwardly, like, walks away. Yeah. I think, you know, better to walk away than to awkwardly dance. I think Alex made the right decision. I think he should have shot his shot and see what happens. Yeah. Seemed like he liked her. Really? Yeah, I saw it. I saw some sparks there. I think he was just too nervous and awkward. I thought he liked uh, Alyssa. Well, yeah, I think that too. Yeah. But can we get all right? Let's cut the let's cut the bullshit right now. <laughs> do those two girls <laughs> look very alike? Yes, they do. I, at one point, I was like, "Do they cast the same girl for those roles?" That would have been so funny. <laughs> I just have them like one wearing and glasses. Could've, it could have been like, a, "Yeah, that's my twin sister." Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it'd been very funny. I was like, they look very similar. I was like, oh, they're not the same. I was like. Are they the same person? And like, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, at this point, we hear about this really stupid rule that's implemented into the bowling competition for no reason, except for plot, that there's four bowlers allowed. There's five on the team, so one can't play, but you allowed one substitute bowler at any point during the competition. And that substitute bowler will then replace this that bowler for the remainder of the competition. Yes. Just for the entire rule. Yes. But again, that last part doesn't matter at all. But they had it edited in for whatever reason. Because uh, they didn't want to make it obvious that it was plot. It reminds me of like the Little League baseball competition where every player has to play for at least like half an inning, whatever. The one that's like on TV, whatever. Uh, and I, mean, I think it's in Cooperstown, I'm pretty sure. And they have like the worst kid just like, oh, let's sub him in for like an at-bat and like the, you know, sixth inning. And like he'll play like left field for for four seconds. <laughs> that's what made me think of. That would be me. <laughs> you went to Cooperstown? You were the second girl ever to play in the competition? Yes. One of the girls played was like fantastic. I can't remember her name. But she was like the MVP of the entire competition. She was incredible. Good for her. I think it was like a couple years ago, I want to say. We'll look her up. She's great. I'll show you some highlights. Can't wait. Uh, I mean, they. Okay, so Todd and Alex go to scout out the other team. I feel like he doesn't really do anything. I mean, who cares? He says they say that they're good at bowling. Yeah. And doesn't it really kind of, much I think plot. it also uh, solidifies. I don't know if it solidifies their friendship, but it solidifies their camaraderie. Yeah. Oh, and also, like, Todd seems like a good guy. Yeah, he does seem like a good he's guy. He's super chill with Alex. I mean, at some points, he's kind of, like, prickish to the other teammates when they try to help him out. Yeah, I think that's kind of his competitive nature yeah. coming through. But he's a totally nice guy. He's helping out Alex. He tries to set Alex up with Lauren. Like, he is really, like, good by Alex. Totally. Like, at no point does he do anything, like, dickish to Alex. Right. It's um, Todd's friends who are dickish. Oh, they fucking suck. Yeah. We'll get into his friends. They're the fucking worst. They're the the worst villains in any DCOM we've watched so far. (laughs) They fucking suck. I don't know. I think the adults in this movie are worse villains than Todd's friends. I I wholeheartedly disagree. They just got excited about a competition. 
His friends have no redeeming qualities. Um, the adults they constantly put the alley cats down, meaning the the original four, not counting right, Todd. Right, right, right. Um, they, you know, they're very insulting. The both mayors are putting an incredible amount of pressure on these students. I mean, at first it's a bet for pies and cider, yeah, which I'm got, totally we've got down for. We've got them yeah. they bet. They bet. This ten, the towns of Appleton, really big on apples. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. So at first the bet is, um, if one town wins, then the other town owes them their best su- um, apple cider, and if the other town wins, then they get apple pies. Which, that's a fun bet. That's fine. But then, it escalates very quickly. And by the end of the movie, the name of the school is riding on these kids. All right. So the dumb, the really, really dumb thing about this. So this is the middle school. And they're, oh, we didn't get into it. So the premise is that they're they're combining districts next year, which I think you hinted to before. So there's no more East and West Appleton. It's just going to be Appleton, Appleton. whatever, Central Appleton, whatever they're going to call it. And could you imagine if you went to Appleton Elementary School Appleton Intermediate School, West Appleton Middle School, and then Appleton High School. It would make no sense whatsoever if there was no East. There's no reason not just have a West. Like, you know, West Virginia. What the fuck? There's no East Virginia, right? (laughs) Poor Virginia. (laughs) Poor West Virginia. They don't even get their own state name. From now on, every episode, Sam is going to make a pitch for renaming Virginia East Virginia. Thank you. Okay, so the parents and the adults are worse than the students. Oh, even Alex's dad. I mean, he's definitely more chill than the other adults in this movie. I think he's super chill, yeah. Yeah, but even he's kind of putting pressure on Alex by, you know, sharing his experiences with the mighty apple when he was in school yeah oh by the way we also find out that alex's dad and todd's dad who don't like each other right when they were students they went to the same school and they, they were both on, they went to appleton they went to west appleton they were playing what was it basketball or football joanna they were playing baseball baseball one was the second baseman <laughs> one was the shortstop the mayor was playing shortstop, and there was a double play that was going to be an easy double play. He flips the ball to the second baseman, who which was Alex's dad, and he dropped the ball. And the mayor thinks that Alex dropped the ball, and Alex's dad thinks that the mayor made a bad throw. And it's a big rivalry that's going on for at least 20 years, it seems like, between them because of this. Yeah, so we find out about that towards the end of the movie. But before this, they for most of the movie... Alex's dad is like trying to get Alex really amped about the mighty apple and trying to hype him up, knowing that this competition ruined his friendship. Yeah, but I think that I liked Alex's dad. I think he was like, while he did do that, I think he was fairly chill about it and was more like, hey, like you should get excited about this. Like you're the deciding factor in this. Like this is a cool thing to be part of. I get that you just, like, want to do bowling for fun, but, like, you're in a cool position right here where you could, like, you know, 
make a name for yourself in the school and be regarded as like a hero, basically. Yeah, but even before bowling became part of the competition, when they were just listening to the basketball game, he was very into that and trying i think Alyssa was in the bowling alley yeah he was saying like you know off. you should get more excited about this yeah 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 that's because he was excited i mean i i get it personally as someone that gets excited about sports that you know it's an exciting thing and like you should feel no shame for being <laughs> for being force excited it on people who clearly i don't think he was forcing it on i think a little bit he was saying hey this is a big deal but he was never i don't think he was forcing it on them he talks about it a lot Sure, because he's excited. And it's the premise of the movie. That's why, I talk- <laughs> That's why I talked about it a lot. They probably didn't talk about it a lot more than they talked about it. They probably had dinner all the time where they ate pizza every meal. But not with his mom. His mom only has one brief appearance in this movie. And grandpa. And grandpa. I actually thought that she wasn't going to. <laughs> she was just going to be a character that they talk about, but doesn't appear in this right, film. Right, right, right. All right. Yeah. One thing I want to mention, which doesn't really matter, but. At their practice, instead of bowling, they just start doing swing dancing to jazz music. Uh, they were, I believe, swing dance bowling <laughs> to work on their style. I don't, I don't get it's it. It's like uh, when we would play tag during track. Okay, yeah. yeah. At least you're running doing that. Though. <laughs> well, they were bowling yeah, artistically, I guess, I guess. and so I mean. I think we mentioned before, but the bowling alley that Alex's dad owns isn't doing well. Literally, we see zero patrons there the entire time up until we get to it. Yeah. And so Todd says, hey, we should throw a party here that you have once a week and call it. Well, she, he doesn't say it. I think it's Dalia says yes, it. Yes, she does. Says we should call it the bowling ball. And they're like, hell yeah, that's awesome. So they get all these like Todd because he knows everyone in town. Gets all this free shit, like lights and balloons and whatever, fanfare. And they set up a bowling ball to have a party at the bowling alley to help him out. Which is super, super cool of Todd to do. It was super cool of him. And really what he did was invented cosmic bowling. Yes. Oh, man, I miss those days. I do miss those days, With the black lights. Yeah. And so you didn't have this. But we had a thing. We talked about this. Where... When I went to I went to bowling camp because like both my parents worked during the summer. So like on days they had work, they would just send us to a bowling alley for like the whole day. I don't think we ever talked about this, actually. No. And suddenly I'm realizing why you're so good at bowling. <laughs> well, not often. It was on. I like, thought you were just a Todd prodigy. No, no, no. So like President's Day when they were both working or whatever the situation may be. Or like my mom had like my mom worked in a school. So if she had to go to school one day. My dad didn't have off for holidays because he just worked at a business. Uh, we'd me, my brother, and my sister would be sent to this bowling camp, and there would be a thing where there was like one pin that was a different color, like light yellow or green or whatever the situation may have been. And if the pin was really randomly put into the stack of pins, I don't know how it works. And if that pin was the first pin, and you got a strike when that pin was the first pin, I think you got a free game of bowling or something like that. It was a really shitty bowling alley. Two but that's a pretty guys. good prize. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. And you get like, excited, like, oh, there's so much pressure when that happens. And that's all I could think about <laughs> while watching this movie. And then Bully I shut down and became a TD bank. So, you know. It really worked out for them. Yeah. I used to have uh, bowling alley parties when I was a kid, in addition to the roller skate parties, which I believe we have of course. talked about previously. Of course. Love the bowling um, had parties. A, had a few years run with the bowling alley. 
Right. See, I never went to. I'm sure I did, but I didn't. I, I personally didn't have roller rink birthday parties. I just did. I, had, I definitely had some bowling parties for sure. Well, I mean, you were a pro bowler and went to bowling camp, so yeah. that's not surprising. So I bowl. <laughs> I bowl once a year. Well, I used to. With, withdrawn. I bowled once a year because my the law firm I worked at every year their holiday party would be going to a bowling alley because they were very cheap and <laughs> whoever got the highest score got like two hundred dollars whatever it was it's and that pretty was pretty sweet oh it was awesome <laughs> and I bowled once a year and it was just at that <laughs> at that holiday party which we had three years in a row and at each of those parties <laughs> I got the high score so I won $200 all three times, and that was all I did in bowling, which was bowled once a year. And I was just like, you know, a natural at it. And I bowl like a complete idiot. I'm a righty, and what you're supposed to do is stand on the right side and curve it to the left. I would stand on the left side, and the bowl would curve to the right. I don't know why. That's just how I always bowled. So what you just said, I didn't know. <laughs> You don't know what uh, you're supposed to stand when you bowl. No, like I didn't go it. to. I didn't go to bowling camp. They didn't teach us bowling. Pro- I'm not a professional bowler. It was like a babysitter where you could just fucking throw a ball. Definitely, it wasn't like <laughs> we didn't learn how to bowl there. Sam is a professional bowler. He was in the U.S. Open. <laughs> I am professional because I did make six hundred dollars over three years bowling, <laughs> and that was my holiday bonus. <laughs> Everyone else gets a one thousand dollar bonus, but the winner of the bowling competition. Your winnings is your bonus. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh, back to the movie, though. So we have some <laughs> foreshadowing where Todd, well, Alex sets it up that Todd has to try a 7 10 split for people that don't know what that is. It's when the pin in the back left and the pin in the back right or left, right in the back the right two are remaining. The farthest yes. pins in the back. It's the hardest thing to do in bowling is to get both of those pins for a spare. And he keeps setting it up, keeps setting it up. Todd can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, gets frustrated. He's like, I can't do this. This is impossible, which is fair because it's basically, really hard. It's basically impossible to do. So there's a little bit of foreshadowing for later in the movie. Oh, they go on a, the radio show with Sweet Lou, who's great. And Sweet Lou is the only adult I liked in the movie. And this is. And Grandpa. Gra- yes. <laughs> fair. He, he talks so much. And during it, they talk about how they're going to win. They get asked one question on the radio show. They literally go on the radio to get asked one question, and that's it, which is great. I don't remember what the question was. It was like, hey, you guys going to win? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we are going to win. Gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other line from that video? Um, yeah, we do have good defense. <laughs> What's no? What's the other kid when he's like going oh, I crazy? I think I got my oh, swagger back. I got my I, swagger back. I think I got my swagger back. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how to describe this video for anyone, but great times. And so this is when. So after they go on the radio show, Alex tells his friends, "Hey, I'll meet you at the diner after," and he fucking ditches them and goes to. Tony's Lasagna Palace, which is a new name for the place I just made up, but it sounds equally as cool. And it's really impressive that he forgot about his friends because the diner is right across the street. So he could have just looked, he could have glanced at the diner and be like, oh yeah, I was going to meet my friends. Maybe even if I just walked over and asked if they want to join us. Who do you think's the number one patron at Tony's Lasagna Heaven? 
Tony Soprano. Oh, I was going to say Garfield. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a tough competition. Garfield versus Tony Soprano. On a Monday. All right, Garfield's got Mondays. But he hates them. Oh, to make himself feel better. Yeah. Because of t- Tony's lasagna. Heaven. Yes. That's if, the bright spot. I in swear the to God. Of his week. If it was called Garfield's Lasagna Heaven, I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when the movie becomes Brink. Yeah. It's when he ditches them. They can't hang out with these new kids who, at the time, we think they like him. No spoilers yet. And he hangs out with them. He ditches them. And then eventually he goes to see them the next day at the bowling alley, I think. And they're clearly like disappointed that he kind of ditched them. Yeah, I think uh, this group, they handle it differently than Brink's friends. Brink's friends are so just like, sorry, Brink, you're out. You're done. Yeah. We're not, we're never, we're not friends we're never anymore. Friends. And We Alex are never, is- ever, ever getting back together, <laughs> is what they say. And Alex's friends handle it differently and just say, hey, we missed you last night. Um, interesting that you're hanging out with all those people that used to make fun of us. And... Not the people who you consider your friends and teammates. Okay, bye. That is because Brink's friends are all alphas and Alex's friends are all betas. Ooh. I think that's what it comes down to. I think we're going to have to do a full psychological study. Okay. Yeah. Episode 27. (laughs) And then as you mentioned before, the bowling ball is a party at the bowling alley. Eventually we have the bowling ball that comes about. Again, the timeline of this movie doesn't make much sense. It seems like the tournament's gonna be like the next day for like 14 days in a row and it just never happens this is very similar to up up and away when they're picking the captain of the team that day every day yeah at every practice because i feel like they're like oh it's tomorrow night and it's like it's been like like a year days (laughs) when's this competition happening (laughs) so they have the bowling ball they todd puts on some rock music instead of you know jazz he's wearing sunglasses Alex makes a grand appearance. He's also wearing sunglasses and not, oh, and not a bowling shirt. We didn't mention he, he always wears. wears bowling shirts that have like random people's names on them and stuff like that, which is pretty pretty fun. Cork, I'd say very what fun. Are these in cork funk? I was like, it's very funk. I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> a fun cork, quirk, quirk. Ah, uh, now I see what you're saying. <laughs> I thought it was funk cork and i was like i don't know what that is at all it's uh, so the finest wine <laughs> and so alex is acting all hoity-toity with his sunglasses and bowling now non-bowling shirt like a yeah he's dressed normal, like a cool kid now he's dressed in normal clothing let's i haven't as a cool kid in normal clothing i would say which is what cool kids wear yes of course and his friends are like what the fuck is he doing and they all leave the bowling hall and we come to a sad moment in this movie so so the bowling ball's over everyone's leaving alex is taking out the trash he goes over to the front and overhears todd is todd involved in this conversation i don't think he is no he's not not. it's just todd's friends todd would not allow this to happen no todd todd would speak up it's lauren and and todd's Todd's friends, friends who i don't know if they have names i don't know they suck Again, yes, the worst villains in any movie so far. And they're talking about Alex. So it's like, oh, what do you think about Alex? Which is weird for them to talk about Alex in the first place. And they're like, we hate, we, we're sick of him. We can't wait till this is done with. So we can't, we don't have to hang out with him anymore. 
as like, what the heck? And Alex is obviously devastated, devastated. by this. Yes. Despite the fact that in the beginning, he didn't care about what anyone thought about him. But and then now- he's, you know, spending more time with them. And he thinks that they're building a friendship just to find out that they really don't like him at all. Right. And can't wait to not hang out with him. Right. And then Alex over the next day basically becomes very moody. It was like, I'm out of this. I'm not playing anymore. You guys go on without me. So really what his takeaway from that was, I sh- it's not that I should appreciate the friends that I have. It's I should blow everyone off. Yes. And Which also- is kind of a teenager thing to do. Yes. And also <laughs> during that time, they get new uniforms or they get uniforms in the first place. Oh, my God. And they're literally just red T-shirts with like printed stencil on them so i made a note of um like the future of the school's name and like so much is riding on this competition the mighty apple is riding on this competition and all they got for the bowling team are crappy t-shirts and then like two seconds later one of the teammates i don't remember who says we have so much pressure on us and all they got is these crappy t-shirts it's like the t-shirts like, I went to the Vatican and all I got was this crappy t-shirt. That's basically what they said. <laughs> so Todd starts becoming friendlier with the other teammates. So he hangs out with Ken and Elisa. Um, and then Todd eventually goes to Alex's house, talks to him, apologizes to him, says that they're really friends and that they should, you know, go to the competition. And, that, and well, he wants Alex back. Todd and Alex are like super tight at this point. So do you think that Todd found out what his friends were saying about alex not ne- not that alex overheard them but just that they said something to him see i don't think so i don't think he knew because i think he would have said something to his friends if that was the case yeah because he seems like he's not gonna hold back for the most part mm-hmm. he's very open and you know outgoing. confident okay i was just wondering you know do you think todd ever found out how his original friends really feel about it Alex. I think we would have seen them with black eyes if uh, if he found out what they said. <laughs> it's just so where at this point we don't know whether or not Alex is going to play. Alex has a talk with his dad where the, the dad goes over the, the I guess the issues between him and the mayor back in the day. That's where we find out with the double play. Yeah, this is um the check mark for father-son yep. talk. Yep. Were there any points where he overhears the conversation? Oh, he does overhear the conversation. Right, right, right. No parents involved in this one. No, but different different yes, scenario. Yes. Well, different people involved, same scenario. And money trouble, money troubles for the bowling yep. alley mm-hmm. is Brink. This is Brink. I love it. It's Brink. <laughs> and finally, bowling Brink. we get to the final match, which is, is it that night? After years. And I, th- I thought it was the next it was dark. day. It may have been that night, though. Who knows? There's no clear indication either way. This is five years down the road. Yes. It's like midnight. <laughs> and they decide to play some bowling. Oh, and uh, Todd kind of saves the day regarding the uniforms because he gets much cooler uniforms. He gets the bowling shirts yeah. that, you know, Alex likes to wear. Yeah. Which is very cool. And uh, he gives everyone fun nicknames, which yes. is really nice of him yes. and very thoughtful. It's very cool. Yeah. Todd's great. Todd is great. Go, Todd. Great guy. And as you mentioned before, the mom and the grandpa come. Alex makes his grand arrival, comes back. And the first, like, 50 bowls of this competition, everyone just gets strikes. Yeah, these Great kids are world. prodigies. Yeah. They're bowling prodigies. Best bowlers I've ever seen. I mean, it's not really uh, that surprising from the Cobras. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. And so at this point, East Appleton is the leading in the 10th frame. Alex needs to get three strikes. And then Todd needs to get either a strike or a spare, at least a spare, to win the competition. No pressure. Right. Alex, strike, it. strike, third strike, no worries. He fucking kills it. Yeah, he is cool as a cucumber, knows what he's doing. So then and we, then the East Appleton, same, they get a strike. same thing yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 Also cool fuck, as cucumbers. Fuck East Appleton. Yeah. That's what I got to say. <laughs> oh, and Alex was like fucking around before the last ball. He's like, oh, should I do it backwards? Should I do it like left-handed? And they're like, no, just fucking bowl is, what are you doing? Bowl a fucking strike. You know, he that was his way of releasing his tension. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then in something that's totally unexpected. They only went over of, this rule 27 times. Out of left field completely. Never saw it coming. Todd gets a 7-10 split. Oh my goodness. Could you believe it? I could not. You were shake. You were visibly shaking when this happened. I, I looked at you and I was in shock. It was like a jump scare. <gasps> It was like in, uh, what was that movie? The Ring. It was like in The Ring when the, in the beginning when they turned the chair around and the girl's face is all distorted. It was like that. It was like a terrible jump scare for you. I screamed. We actually had to pause the movie. Yeah. I needed to collect myself. Yeah. So then five hours later, we turned the movie back on <laughs> and we saw that Dalia was substituting in for Todd because he can't get a 7-10 split. Again, if he got nine pins, it would have went on to like sudden death. So it would have been the worst thing in the world. He said to get one pin. Like, no, no, no. Let's throw in Dalia. She's the math nerd. She's the super wizard. She's, she knows physics. Yes. Delia is physics. And she has to get the 710 split. So she substitutes in. She stands up next to where you roll the ball. She puts the ball on the ground. She puts her finger in the ball. We don't see this at all before the movie. So this is completely this is new. new. Yeah. Oh, she also licks her finger to check, check the, the air. Yeah, yes, check yes. the air. Before she put her finger in the ball. Yes. So that's good at yeah. least. And she spins the ball with her finger inside of it. And then slight, ever so slightly nudges it onto the, <laughs> the lane. And the ball. All right. If you it, were to guess. It would have taken less time for them to go into sudden death than yes, for the ball 100%. to get to the pins without exaggerating how long do you think it was from when she pushes the ball to when it hits the pin the first time i would say around five minutes you think it was that long i think i would have said two or three minutes maybe okay you're probably right it was probably two or three minutes but it felt like longer and during this sweet lou again sweet lou is announcing because he's also the radio host and the announcer and he's having a fucking aneurysm. He's. I was worried for his health. He's on his deathbed, freaking out <laughs> about what's going on. Deathbed because it's been twenty years. Yes, yes. The ball's been going. The, <laughs> he's just an old man the now. The entire time, it was insane. Oh, and she walks back while it's still rolling. She doesn't even look. She walks back, just smiling. She's so confident. She's like, "I did it. I nailed it's it, over. guys. You're welcome." It's over. And the ball ever so slightly hits the first pin, and then the ball. Well, they cut to something. They cut to a shot of Alex. Yes. And him doing a monologue. And then back to the ball. Right. And the ball. So the ball hits the first pin. And then the ball, not the pin. Is in a completely different spot. Yes. And then it goes over. And it Movie hits the other magic. pin. Hits the other pin. Yeah. They both fall down. And they win the Yay! Mighty Apple. Go West Appleton. Go West Appleton. So their school is going crazy. They So like we said before, there's a bed to name the school. They're like, let's not rename the school. Let's just call it Central 
Appleton, whatever the fuck it's Which called. Which is really what it, what, should be what it should have been called. And also, I don't think the mayors would have any say in what the school is called. I think that would be decided amongst the school boards. Sure. Anyway. Well, the charter. Anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Who, uh, and then another cool part is that, so they're like celebrating and Alex is like, oh, let's get some jazz music on. Yeah. And then no one does anything. And he mentions it very softly. And then jazz music just starts playing in the bowling alley. This was a, a prototype of Google Home. He's or like, Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play jazz music. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone parties. Everyone everyone starts bowling. And uh, that's the movie. Oh, and the very end of the movie is Alex doing a monologue, which he does a few times yeah. throughout the movie, uh, just telling us the moral of the story in case we didn't get it, which was very nice of him. All right. So what were your overall thoughts about this movie? I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. It, you know, was definitely breaking a bowling alley, um, but I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. I think a lot of it's nostalgia. I think what we talked about this before when we did our, our top 10 episodes was the ones I've seen before. I kind of more of a like for that does make sense. But yeah, uh, and this very much like Brink and I love Brink. So I think that really had a lot to do with why I really enjoyed this movie. And I think it still holds up pretty well. I mean, there's some stuff I wish they kind of did differently, but otherwise, very enjoyable, fun. Never, you know, was like, oh, is this movie almost over? Just like an enjoyable, you know, kids Disney movie. As we're watching these movies, I'm finding that even though I did not watch them when I was a kid, there is still a nostalgia factor because, you know, they keep bringing up things that I enjoyed when I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Like the Backstreet Boys and Savage Garden. Um, <laughs> Not Aerosmith, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not as much, at least. <laughs> More, mostly Backstreet Boys. Um, so that's kind of something interesting that I didn't expect going going into this yes. podcast in general, not yes. just this movie. Well, I'm glad we could, you know, take you back to the early or late 90s, early 2000s. Thanks. We'll see if that continues throughout. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our questions. What? would you change about this movie um so at first before we you know started talking about it i wanted there to be an adult that wasn't awful and i still want there to be an adult that isn't awful uh but then as we were talking i decided that more than that i just want this movie to be dodgeball but bowling okay yeah that's you know that's totally same fair. actors same everything but bowling that's a very fair point. Yeah. You want David, David Hasselhoff in this movie yes, as a judge? Yes, please. A judge for bowling. <laughs> That's an interesting strategy. Let's see how it works out for them. I like that they had judges in dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Not only a ref, also judges. <laughs> so my change was that I wish that his friends were more mad at him when he ditched them several times. That's fair. Like yeah. in Brink, they were like fairly pissed off. Yes. And here, I mean, they were just like kind of like made some snide remarks and that was it. And then like they were like bummed when he left. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of would have been nice for them to stand up for themselves. Yeah, totally. Or at least, you know, maybe not ditch him like they did in Brink, but at least say something more meaningful. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. If they had taken an active approach rather than the post-it on the refrigerator approach. Yeah. Yeah. 
they weren't even like that passive aggressive. It was just like two remarks and that was it. And they were like, oh, we're good. We're cool. I don't think they were cool. But yeah, you're right. They didn't. They were excited to see him at the end immediately. They never squashed the beef. They that's off screen. They're going to do that Uh, later. Yeah. Okay. okay. Alley Uh cats strike two. strike back. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes, please. Alley cats spare. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Your turn. Who would you want to hang out with? Okay. So I said Todd. I had a feeling you were going to pick Todd. Because I think that he was like he was competitive, which I think would bring out, you know, some like desire and like pushing hard to do things but he's also like a cool guy like got along with people easy to talk to people liked him he didn't really have any he's enemies very personable yeah. and he seems like a genuinely a nice person very charismatic mm-hmm. individual at his age especially at like 13 years old wherever he was so that was my choice what was yours i picked ken you picked ken i picked ken interesting i feel like the one we know like nothing about yeah I feel like I want to get to know him more. I think uh, that there's more to him that is worth getting to know. So yeah, I just want to I want to dig deeper into the Ken character. Very, very interesting. <laughs> Did you want to be the Barbie to his Ken? Well, I don't know because I don't know him well enough. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe after a few times <laughs> getting to know him better. Yeah, well, that's fair. To be determined. Oh my god. <laughs> what was your favorite scene? So I have two. Uh, wow. The first is really anything that Sweet Lou is in. Oh, uh, okay. Um, because great he great says, actor, by the way. He says the most bizarre things. I wrote down one of them, and he, the bowling competition, when it's actually happening, he says, the tension is so high, I can feel my spleen pounding. He talks about his health failing 20 <laughs> so, times, during so the, just often. during the ball going down the lane, that one scene. <laughs> So really anything that Sweet Lou is in, because he just, every line is a zinger. Um, And then the other one is when Todd's friends, and I think Todd is with them, they're walking out of a convenience store. And the director was clearly just like, you know, just like, do some some banter, have fun with it. And then they walk out and all they're saying is, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, that, and was, that was it. <laughs> and it was right after I think Alex and uh Kelly Cuoco were walking past also. So it was like them having a dumb conversation and then the friends just walked out for no reason <laughs> also having a dumb conversation. It was Not even pointless. a conversation, just really yeah, that was great. Yeah. Just making exclamatory <laughs> remarks. That was great. I totally forgot about that scene too. We didn't even discuss it. That's very funny. What was your favorite? Uh I love the seven ten split scene. It was the most memorable scene for me. Which one? The one where Todd is practicing or the, the finale? Obviously not when he's practicing. The finale, the 710 split. The 710 montage. It was the part of the movie I remember the most. It was what stood out to me by by far over the last 20 years about this movie was the 710 split scene. Do you dream about it? Sometimes. <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous. And again, Sweet Lou involved talking about his health failing a thousand times. And it's just so perfect, that scene. I love it. I think both of our favorite scenes are top-notch excellent. I'm glad you agree. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of shipping, you could start off. So there's only one answer to this, and it's the right answer. We'll see about that. That is Todd and Alex. (laughs) (laughs) 
You always ship <laughs> the two male characters in every movie. I see no issues with that. <laughs> they're best friends. They bonded over bowling. Well, I don't know if they're best friends. They're really good friends by the end of the movie. Yeah. They bonded over bowling. Uh, they clearly have a connection. And I want to see their relationship blossom. So my... Well, first of all, this was kind of a joke, but... I'm sorry, audience, for joking on the series podcast like you. this. My first one was Lauren, the friend that the girl who had the party, mm-hmm. and the Mighty Apple. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. The other thing that I would change is to have the actress of Lauren and, sorry, to have Kelly Coca play both. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lauren yeah. and Alyssa. That would be great. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first one. But otherwise, and this is kind of a lame. I'm sorry, guys. Kaylee Cuoco and Alex. Boring. Sorry. Mm, and this I don't is, think you are. And this is one of the first movies where there was no romantic connection between any characters. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think that's an important thing to show that not everything has to be about romance. That right. boys there and girls can just be fun. There was yeah, flirting. there was a little flirting. But other than that. But that's, you know. Yeah. Not everything has to be about romance. Sometimes boys and girls can be friends. Even don't, under, don't look under the bed. Had a kiss. With a vampire. <laughs> Vamp- no, Boogeyman. I'm Boogeyman, sorry. Boogeyman, Sam. I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right. And now for Hot Seat. You want to start off? Um, You start off. Okay. So what totally useless activity or thing are you very good at? Because in this one, it's bowling. A totally useless thing that I'm good at. Oh, man. Um... Well, all the things that I'm good at are useful, which is why this question is so difficult. Of course. Um, I'm really good at making friendship bracelets. You've never once made me a friendship bracelet. Do you want me to make you one? I have some string in the basement. And we've been friends for so long. (laughs) I will make you a friendship bracelet. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all I ask. Yeah. I'm glad I asked the question. (laughs) By the next episode... You will have a friendship bracelet. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, well, it's because I've thought of bowling. I'm really good at bowling mm-hmm. for no reason because I never play it. You and went I'm, to bowling camp. Yeah. Your prodigy. When I was like 12. <laughs> and I'm really good at, so I played like softball and randomly I was like, hey, let me try pitching. So I'm really good at throwing a ball underhand from the pitching mound and hitting just behind the plate. So I'm really good at those two things, which will have no benefits to me in my future life. You're also good at darts, which is probably yeah, yeah, from yeah. pitching. And I never played darts. Yeah. We... And that's overhand. It wouldn't make any sense. Maybe I I'm think it's at, like, just the aim. Maybe I'm good at like accuracy. I was good at skee-ball too. Yeah. So it was like accuracy good hand-eye based, coordination. But just for like n- me not moving accuracy-based games. I'm also good at... What's that lawn game with the bean bags? A cornhole? Cornhole. I'm pretty good at cornhole too. Okay. So yeah, I'm good at those types of things. <laughs> Again, no benefit to life. <laughs> All right. So we touched on this a little bit, but what was the biggest sport in your school? Middle school or high school, it doesn't matter. Oh, interesting. I think the most popular one was probably football, if I had to say. I don't, I never like went to other sporting events. I never went to a basketball game. I don't, I maybe went to one football game ever. 
and there was like a night game they got like lights or whatever besides that i never went to anything besides like things i was involved in what was yours basketball really oh because yeah. oh, you have a football team yeah we had a pretty good basketball team okay um i went to basketball games on occasion the sports that i played really no one no one went to those competitions well you did maybe running and tennis right and skiing yeah and skiing no yeah, one yeah. wants to go out and stand in a in the snow to cheer for skiing real shocker there we had some people come to our soccer matches. Well, not a ton, but I'm, I'm sure football had more people by far. There's also more players. Like on soccer, we only That's had like, true. you know. So even if it's just family, there's by right. default going to be like more people. We had like 18 people on the team. But for football, there's, you know, 50 or whatever the hell mm-hmm. there is. So I guess it kind of makes sense that way, too. So now for my uh, my favorite segment, of course, the mm-hmm. Alex- Alexis Bledel test. And again, this is anyone that's been in this movie and also in Gilmore Girls at any point in time. So the same guy who was the producer was in both. So this guy's been a producer for like every single DCOM movie so far. So it's a little ridiculous. And there was a guy. to get him on the podcast. We should. He looks ridiculous in his pictures, by the way. It's like spiky <laughs> hair. It's fantastic. Very 2000s. And the other is the sound department person his name is tim chilton who did sound department work on both and chilton is the name of the school in gilmore girls so i wonder if they named it after him he did such a good job that they after the fact named the school after him yes yeah good for tim so some fun facts and one i definitely think you're going to be excited about so let me let me get to those now i'm pretty excited so i'll start with some of the more boring stuff so like we said i think we, i think we mentioned it came out in 2000 and the director rod daniel also did teen wolf home alone 4 which i didn't know existed I didn't know that existed either and genius which we've watched before oh the mayor in this movie and his wife are married in real life that's cute. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. No wonder there was so much chemistry between them. Yes, totally. And a fun fact about this movie is that at one point in time, the Wikipedia article for this movie had the longest plot summary of any movie on Wikipedia. That is very impressive. Of 4,266 words describing the plot of this movie. We should have just read the entire thing this whole movie. We should. We this should. Podcast. Yeah. All right. Next podcast will just be us reading the Wikipedia entry for this movie. And they they interviewed the director, some like website, I think it was like Vulture, interviewed the director about this topic. He's like, yeah, I knew about it. And he made his own website called alleycatstrike.com, which has the full plot summary on it, which is That's very awesome. funny. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned before, so Alex um, is played by a guy named Kyle Schmid. He was in the Cheetah Girls which is in a future movie. Have you heard yeah. of that one? Um, I have. The Cheetah Girls were popular for a while um, among kids when I was a okay. children's Okay, so that's another DCOM mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, we mentioned before, Todd was in Coach Carter. Elisa Bowers is the character. Kaylee Cuoco, again, obviously, Big Bang Theory. And also in The Flight Attendant, which Joanna really and I good. would definitely recommend, which is fantastic on HBO Max. Tim Reed, the mayor... I thought this is funny. I don't know any of these movies. He's in so many Christmas-themed movies. He's in The Rooftop Christmas Tree, My Christmas Inn, Radio Christmas, Check Into Christmas, Baking Christmas, and A Welcome Home Christmas. 
you know, he's just a Christmas kind of guy. These are all movies, TV movies that he's in. Good, you know, he has a niche. Do you think he plays Santa in all the movies? Hope so. That'd be great. And this is the fun part. Are you ready for this? I don't know. So a character named Baron McKay in this movie, real name David Real, is in the movie Mean Girls. Who does he play in Mean Girls? He plays Glenn Coco. <laughs> Good for you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> Glenn Coco, I believe, is, you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> is in one scene in the movie when they're handing out the candy, out the candy. <laughs> dress as santa and he's like clank, 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 you got a candy good for you <laughs> i love that i was looking through his roles and i saw mean girls like oh interesting and i saw the character name it was like glenn coco i was like no fucking way is he glenn coco i didn't realize that i thought like santa just said a random name i didn't realize that there was actually the, someone playing glenn so, coco so i watched the scene you could see like the side of his head and that's it you can't even see his face in the entire scene it's so fucking funny we have to watch that on repeat oh, no, of course please of course uh all right and then now for our predictions part so for the last movie well, during the last podcast, you said for this movie, you thought it was gonna, you want it to be like the movie Cats or the show Cats, whatever that means. I wanted to be like the Aristocats. I just wanted lots of uh, cats. Okay, okay. You want a lot of cats. There yeah. were zero cats. There was one cat actually on their uniform. Yeah. There was a cool cat Alley with cats. some shades on. Yeah. Uh, you said it was going to be like Romeo and Juliet involving street urchins who at some point rob a bank. So you weren't that far off. <laughs> i think parts like individual parts of what i said were uh part of this movie so like that you know two friends people from different groups would become friends yeah yeah so like the the general like johnny idea. tsunami urchins and yeah, uh what yeah. are the other ones called again skies skies and urchins yeah, yeah. so you know, the broad idea I had right, yes. but the specifics I had completely wrong. Okay. But after after we stopped recording and you were like, think about it more. I was like, oh, it's a bowling movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So this one, this next one, I think it's going to be pretty tough. This next movie is called Rip Girls. Rip, R-I-P? Not capitals. Capital R, lowercase i, lowercase p. Not like Rust in Peace. Rip Girls. Oh, my God. Um. This is a hard one. That's what she said. (laughs) Zing. I'm sorry. This is a difficult one. So it's definitely the main characters are girls. I'm going to say with confidence that the main character is a girl. That's a good shout. Yeah. Um, I'll throw some questions at you. Okay. How many protagonists are there? Two. Both female? Yes. They're rivals. What is the conflict in the movie? Um, well, first I'm going to say that both of these girls have extremely different fashion sense. Is one rich and one poor? Maybe. I don't think there's going to be a significant difference okay. socioeconomically. Is one popular and one's unpopular? Yes. Okay. Definitely. And what brings them into connection with one another in this movie it's gonna be a walk-off a walk-off, a walk-off. oh my goodness <laughs> no um in this economy <laughs> um 
maybe someone new moves into town and they not either of them not either of them like a a third person okay and i don't know how it comes about but it might be like a an enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing so both so they team up for some reason so then both girls dislike this third person that came in yes and it might not happen right away maybe this third girl betrays one of them in some way or both of them in some way i don't know um but they're gonna team up okay what is the climax of the movie there's gonna be a fashion montage and that's the climax okay they're gonna make their own clothes so this montage is the climax of the movie okay i think in disney channel original movies the climax is always a montage okay there was a pretty good bowling Uh, montage of course a lot of music ton of music in this movie by the way yeah so your so the premise of this movie is basically fashion related. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting thoughts. And they get sucked into a portal under the bed. <laughs> yes, of course. Anything else you want to mention about this movie before we go? Not necessarily. Not about the movie, but about the podcast. Okay. Because it is December thirty first. I want to ask you. What are you most proud of about this podcast since we started this year? I would say I'm most proud that we are still doing it. Me too. The podcast, that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what you're most proud of? Yeah, and I think just that we uh, we started and we're growing, and I think each episode is better than the last, and we're trying to improve yeah i think we're about six or seven months in so yeah i agree it's been a pleasure yes can't wait to continue (laughs) do you want to go over how people could reach us or find us that's a really good idea so if you would like to reach out with a suggestion a question a comment whatever you can email us at dconewbies at gmail.com and that's newbies n-o-o-b-i-e-s yeah the best way to spell it yes of course and if you just want to follow us on social media we have an instagram that is really awesome and it is at disney channel original newbies so uh, give us a follow hit us up yeah hmu hmu also uh, don't forget to like subscribe give us give us a review everything helps any uh parting words for our audience no strike i don't know <laughs> anything Stare. sweet lou said <laughs> i'm not gonna leave you with what sweet lou said but what uh todd's friend said and yeah that was great yeah bye-bye <laughs>